Welcome to What We Do in the Meadow, a podcast where we lovingly roast the Twilight series chapter by chapter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And uh, today, we are going to drink away our sorrows. Yes, welcome to the recap episode. We made it. We basically, we made it. We made it to the end. Uh, we get to watch the movies pretty soon, and we're going to do a quick little recap of everything, because it has been a journey. Yes, it 500 has pages, 25 episodes? Yeah. With the epilogue. So that's yeah. that's a long amount of time. We finished a whole book. We finished a whole book. It took us months. Months. Months and months and months. We started this in the fall? I think it was like September. Yeah. And it's now the spring. It's been like um, half a year. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's definitely been a while. Um, yeah, so our plan tonight is we're going to go through the book again, and we're going to drink every time we get to something that we thought was particularly awful. Like just unlivable, made you want to crawl out of your skin, poorly done, didn't make sense. I think we might need to have 911 on speed dial. And I think our plan is we want to see if by the end we are so drunk that we can look at this book through rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. Rosé-colored glasses. Yeah. So we have two um, drinks with us tonight. One is pineapple mango, and the other one is watermelon flavored. We are not entirely sure of the actual contents of these drinks. They were given to us in mason jars by our neighbor. Yeah. So, 911 on speed dial, baby. We don't know what's about to happen. We may or may not survive this night. Shout out to all the podcasts that do, like, drunk book club-esque things. Uh Uh-huh. We are coming for you. We're coming for your market. Okay. All right. Let's get to it then. Should we take a, um... Like a prerequisite sippy? Yeah. <laughs> the drinks aren't well tonight. The drinks ain't well here. They're not great, but... Actually, on second sip, this one tasted a lot better. I'm drinking watermelon. I have the pineapple mango. I'm sure by sip number, like, 17, we'll be like, this is great. This is the best <laughs> drink I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. So, um... High hopes for our feelings on Stephanie by the end of this. Yeah. But for now, we are sober and we have to start at the beginning. Yes. We're ignoring the prologue because it sucks. Who cares about that? Who gives a shit? It was like one page long. Chapter one, first sight. What happened in chapter one, first sight? Bella goes to Forks. Bella moves to Forks. She takes uh, her favorite lacy white shirt on a plane off to Forks. She does meet Edward too, doesn't she? Yes, she does. I she 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 must she goes to school yeah. and she gets her first glimpse of him and I guess the other Collins as well. Right? She has that moment with Jessica Stanley. You know, where Jessica's like, oh. And then biology. That's the Collins. Biology is the second chapter. Are you Laura. serious? Yeah. Never forget, this book is so poorly placed. I... Or paced, I mean. So poorly paced. We're it's gonna have ridiculous. trouble with that. You know, One of the things that I'm a little bit worried about is that half this book, fully half of this book, is just the same thing happening over and over and over again, which is like Bella goes to school, Edward's there and he's mean to her, or he's there and he ignores her, or he's not there and he ignores her, and she's sad about it. She's so sad. Yeah, nothing really happens in this book until like 
literally like halfway through. I'm telling like you. Like chapter 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing really occurs. Right. First sight, nothing really occurred. She I mean, we got our kickoff. She went to Forks. She des- described to us how much she hated it. This was episode number one, Damp Green Hole. Yes. We sat down in front of a truly tragic microphone after reading <laughs> chapter one, First Sight, and recorded our very first podcast episode. Yeah, and it sucked. It sucked. It's so bad. I cannot even stand to, like, I, revisit it. I couldn't it. begin. To it's so bad. We were bad. We were bad. We'd never done it before. We were a little bit awkward talking to each other and being recorded. It was we, sort of like me and Laura had never met as people. <laughs> yeah, we were like, um, what should we talk about now? That's very cool. Yeah, we were being really nice to each other as well. Which is not. I feel like we were being nice to each other and a little bit too nice to Stephanie. I agree. Because this, as far as, like, introductory number one chapter goes, not great. Not too great. It didn't pull me in. It will continue to not pull me in. Actually, I liked the first chapter. Not as much as I've liked some first chapters of other books. But I thought it was an okay first chapter. It, it did make me think, like, hmm, I want to know what's going to happen next. I didn't hate it. Okay. I had high hopes. I was, like, thinking about all the things that were to come, and I was excited about them. I guess that's fair. At this point in time, you do have that sense of something good will happen to me when I read this book. Yeah, I was like, anything could happen. I mean, I knew, like, the basic plot points, but I was like, in between, anything could happen. And nothing did. Joke was on everybody. So, that was chapter one. First sight. Chapter two, uh, which was called Open Book. Biology class. Is biology class. The iconic biology class where Bella goes to biology and Edward acts like she smells like absolute (laughs) trash. Like just complete and total shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I remember being very like, I don't know. I remember when we read that and we were like confused about like why Bella was so like... Like, she wanted him to like her so bad. And we were just like, why? You've never spoken to this guy before. If I walked into a room and I'd never met someone before and they acted like that about me, I would be like, okay, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, okay, douche. Now and forever. Yeah. Okay, douche. Okay, douche. Like, I'm sorry I'm not wearing Chantel number 35 or whatever. Sorry I'm not wearing my blue blouse and my khaki skirt today. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's my first day. I'm wearing my white eyelet lace. Like, come on. I also remember about this chapter, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if memory serves, Mike Newton walked Belle to class, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure Bella was already sick of his shit. This was the beginning of the, the brief roller coaster ride that was our relationship with Mike Newton. At first, we really liked him. Remember that? We were like, he's a good guy. He's done nothing wrong. Good guy Mike. Good guy Mike. We were like, he has literally done nothing to her except be nice. Why does she treat him like this? And then, quickly, things soured with us and Mike. Well, Mike really turned into, he turned from good guy Mike to nice guy Mike. Yeah. But to be fair to good guy Mike, which was his, you know, original form, Bella met all of these people. Yes. Within her first couple days, within these first two chapters. Yeah. Right? And she was like, they're being nice to me. They're all being very nice to me. 
and, and she, I, I feel like them. she instantly had bad opinions of them. Yeah, she thought Jessica was annoying. Jessica talked too much. Angela didn't talk enough. Lauren, I don't even think, got mentioned by no. name until, like, several chapters later. But yeah. it's implied that she's been there. Eric, greasy hair, greasy dork. Hair, dork. Mike, too nice. Yeah, Bella was like, he's like a golden retriever. Like, he's just, he's always there. Yeah, Bella, this was, like, not only, I would say, more important as far as, like, Bella as a character goes. More important than her, like, seeing the Cullens and her going to biology class and Edward thinking that she stinks. Yeah. More important is just the way that she treats people that she doesn't have any reason to dislike. It's a bad precedent, Ryan, and it con- it's something that's going to continue on through this entire series. Bella's friends are, like, so unimportant to her. Bella's parents are so unimportant to her. Everyone in Bella's life and everyone in this entire book series that is not a Cullen can just get fucked as far as Bella's concerned. Literally, like, from the jump. Yeah, and the weird thing is, she hasn't even, like, really met the Cullens yet. She doesn't know what they are. She doesn't have, like, a reason to be so obsessed with them yet. The only actual interaction that she has with the Cullen is Edward... Acting, acting like, like a, a crazy person. Yeah, so it kind of leads me to believe, Ryan, that Bella was just like this anyway. Like, even before she moves to Forks. Like, in Phoenix, she probably, you know, all that stuff about, oh, I never dated when I was in, in, in high school in Phoenix because, like, nobody liked me. You know what I have to say about that, Bella? If you smell shit everywhere you go, look on your shoe. Look on your shoe, girl. It's true. If you walk around with a bad attitude acting like everyone else can go get fucked all the time, nobody's going to want to hang out with you. Nobody's going to want to hang out with you. You had an opportunity to turn it around in Forks. And you didn't. And you didn't. You failed miserably. The only reason that she even has friends at the end of this book is because they're just like not used to new people. And they're just like, she's cool and exotic because she's from somewhere else. So we want her to sit with us. And then she's dating a Cullen, so they're just... It's just cool to and have her around. And then she's dating a Cullen, and then she falls down two flights of stairs and Out flies window. through a window and, like, almost dies. She's a novelty. Plus the time she almost died in the parking lot. Yeah. So they're like, oh, she's fun to have around because the drama. The exactly. drama is always there. Speaking of the time that Belle almost dies in the parking lot, chapter three phenomenon. Now this is where Stephanie, I would say the first time that Stephanie really showed that she just cannot fucking right. I think we definitely need to drink for the accident scene. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Chapter three. <laughs> Phenomena. I remember so distinctly Trying sitting to, down with you on this We floor. tried to diagram we it like diagrammed a fucking football play. It. Laura had like a play-by-play like written down. I had a play-by-play. We diagrammed it. We went out we, in the parking lot and then experimented. We did an experiment. We ran. Laura ran <laughs> in flip-flops. <laughs> Oh my god, like, this was bad. If you remember anything about chapter three with the car (laughs) crash, we had no idea what was going on. And to this day, I still don't know. I challenge anyone who has read this book to please send us, like, a video over Twitter, something, if you understand what the fuck happened in this chapter. Like, with the car crash specifically. Like, how that all went down. Because to this day, I still don't know. I still don't know. Okay, so when let's I, just... When I think about the car crash scene in this book, all I can go is like, Ooh? Ooh? 
I don't know. Let's recall. Bella gets to school after Charlie, sweet Charlie, has put snow tires on her truck. Yeah. She's standing by the back corner of her truck. She sees Edward Cullen, like, a couple parking spaces down. She pretends she doesn't see him because he tried to switch biology because she smells like ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Out of the mist, a A van. van. (laughs) It's... Tyler. Isn't it Tyler? It's Tyler. It's Tyler's van. Tyler's barreling mom's towards minivan. her. Tyler's mom's minivan. Well, I her guess Subaru. they didn't actually say it was a minivan. It was it's a like, Subaru. No, his new car is a Subaru, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the van. It is barreling towards her body. But it doesn't hit her. It hits the car next to her and then, like, flies seven feet into the air, does acrobatics. <laughs> it's the car on the other side of her. Question mark? I don't know. Edward's, like, lifting it and dropping it and lifting it and dropping it. <laughs> and he's, like, <laughs> he, like, grabs her by the hair and, like, slams her head into the ground. Yeah, like, what? The whole thing was nerds. That van damages, like, two cars, <laughs> including Bella's, flies over onto its side. Edward swoops out of nowhere, knocks Bella to the ground. She whacks her head. Bella's, like, there's no human way possible that Edward could have gotten to me in time. Which I'm pretty sure me and Laura disproved because <laughs> Laura and I went to the parking lot. We stood like five parking spaces a- apart. Laura was wearing pajama pants and flip-flops and probably no brawer. No, definitely no brawer. <laughs> and there was no sense of urgency for her to get to me. And I ran. And she ran and she, she got to me in like three seconds. Yeah. So I would like an explanation. I don't think we're going to get one. Like, and that's really all that you can say about this chapter. I mean, Bella then does go to the hospital in an amber lamp. Yeah. And she gets a police escort, I'm pretty (laughs) sure, from Charlie Swan. Yeah, I remember hating that. And she meets Carlisle in the hospital, and she confronts Edward to basically be like, what the fuck was all of that? Yeah. And that's the chapter. That's the Do you the remember the weird thing about it was she's not like, how are you physically so strong that you could stop a van from crushing us? She's like, how are you so fast that you could run three parking spaces in like two seconds? Yeah. And we, yeah. And that's the thing about it. That's like the Nobody weird says anything about the fact that he leaves a hole. His shoulder like hit uh, Like a dent of his body. Yeah. In one of the cars and like lifts... The other car, she's not worried about all that. No. She wants to know, how you so fast? Yeah. Well, he wasn't that fast because, honestly, if me or Laura could clear three parking spaces in in three seconds, (laughs) I mean, Anyone anyone could, honestly. Let's not forget, also... This was a real opportunity for Bella to show off her America made Bella sense. Because remember the whole thing about like Tyler's van had to get scrapped for parts, but Bella's truck was like basically unscathed. Yeah, I do. Bella's I one. hope that next book there's more America made. America made, made in America. She kind of stopped doing that. She for did, a little bit, but once she, once she became fully like intertwined with Edward, she stopped doing that because Edward's cars are all like Italian, and she couldn't like disparage them without also disparaging Edward. So she had to like go back on that but i'm sure it will come up again it'll probably come up again once she's hanging out with jacob all the time 
And he's fiddling with all them old cars. Yeah. But um, anyway, that was a car crash. Then we move on. We move forward to chapter four, which I would say is functionally useless. Was it awful and unlivable? Maybe not. Functionally useless? Yes. Yes. It was called Invitations. And this is the one where just literally everybody and their fucking dad is asking Bella to the dance, not the prom. The, the like, girl's choice dance. Yeah, the girl's choice dance. Which everywhere else... It's called a Sadie Hawkins dance, Stephanie. Get a grip, Stephanie. Stephanie knows nothing about high school dances, which we is later showcased pretty well. But, like, Tyler asks Bella to the dance. Mike asks Bella to the dance. Eric. Eric asks Bella to the dance. And she tells all of them, I am not going to that dance. And she comes up with this excuse where she's like, I'm going to Seattle. I'm going to Seattle. I will be in Seattle that whole day. I'm not going to the dance. That's it. Um, oh, and Edward does a really weird thing. He does. For Edward. Yes. If it were anyone else, I'd be like, yeah, that's typical teenage guy shit. But, like, it's Edward, so it's really weird. He purposefully stalls Bella so that Tyler can ask her. Because he thinks it's funny. But knowing what we find out about Edward in, like, basically every other interaction with him, he would never do that. Because he's obsessed with Bella and he doesn't want anyone else to go anywhere near her. Yeah, I don't... So even as a joke, it makes no sense for him to be like, oh, Tyler's going to ask her out. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. It That was just typical, like, Stephanie had no fucking clue what she was doing. She has no consistency whatsoever with anything. And do you want to know what else happens in this chapter? Because this chapter, like many of them to come, happens over the course of, like, a day and a half. Yeah. So Bella goes home and, like, makes fucking, like, fish fry or whatever it is that she does. She goes back to school, and this is the same chapter... Where Edward is like, oh, I hear you're going to Seattle, by the way. I'll drive you. This is that chapter where he stops being a dick after the whole car crash thing. And he's like, I will go to Seattle with you. You can drive in my car. And me and Laura were like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're going to get in his car? And to this day, I'm like, what the fuck? You're going to get in his car? But And she agrees. She agrees. Bella is not normal. No, we find this out over and over again. Bella is not normal. She has no normal thoughts in her head. And she has no normal reactions to human events. Then, chapter five, which I would say is also functionally useless. Yeah, you know how I refer to this chapter? This is the high school AU AO3 chapter of Twilight. This This is the chapter called Blood Type. This is a day in the life of a high school student. It's literally like, I'm writing a fan fiction about characters who live in a fantasy world where they like shoot lasers out of their hands or something. But in this fan fiction, I want them to be in high school and have no superpowers at all. And this is what they're doing. Yeah, and it's cool because... And my fan fiction is 500,000 words long. But people read it because in actual canon, they're like on Mars. Yeah. So this is like actually like cool. But in reality... It's a continuation of the day started in chapter four mm-hmm. where I think Bella has lunch with Edward and he does that whole classic, what if I'm the bad guy? Yeah. They have that conversation. They like start on that fucking thing. Enter Billie Eilish. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to biology. So Bella goes to biology, faints. She doesn't even faint. She sort of faints. And we come to find out, as Mike Newton is, like, trying to get her to the nurse, that Edward was just sitting in his car. Listening to Claire DeLune. Listening to Claire DeLune. <laughs> and he won't let Bella drive home. No, this is, and this was genuinely, like, oh, my God, that's terrible. 
This is that thing where he physically grabs her by yeah. her coat and like drags and her to like, his Volvo. And he's like, "You can, you can try to run. I'm just gonna catch you. Yeah, and put you in my Volvo." Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Not good. But do you know what comes after that chapter? What? You ready? <gasps> ready? Is it Jacob? It's the beach trip. Jacob Black. chapter six called <laughs> Scary <laughs> Stories. <laughs> Enter Jacob Black. <laughs> yeah, this is where um, Bella goes to the beach, la push, with everybody. And we meet Jacob. We also get a lot of good Lauren content. We get Remember a lot brief, of good Lauren. <laughs> all too short obsession with Lauren, who kind of disappears after this. Yeah, she does. I don't think she ever returns. I don't know. I think she might be briefly mentioned in the very last, in the epilogue. Yeah. But no, she never really returns Do you think again. she's going to get an invite to the wedding? No. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. Because Bella hates, Bella hates Lauren. Yeah. She starts to really hate her in this chapter. She starts to really hate her. Because Lauren has clearly, in this chapter, had enough. And Lauren has really started to go from passive-aggressive to aggressive. Yeah. She's just like, Bella, they go, we're at the beach. We're at La Push. You didn't bring Edward. Bella. Bella. She's, she's kind of a real bitch. She's kind of a real bitch. And so Bella's like, you know, I've never really noticed this before, but all of a sudden I'm noticing that <laughs> Lauren has really like ugly. really ugly face. She's, she's got, got fish fishy eyes, eyes and, and like a, a weird, nasally voice. Yeah, like it's just like. Oh, Bella, be the bigger person. Be the bigger person. And at La Push, there's all the, like, tribe teenagers, and they're the, hanging the and cool chilling. Youths. And they're sweet little baby 15-year-old Jacob. Yeah, and he's precious. He's precious. Um, I remember specifically that this chapter made me laugh a lot, not because of, like, anything that directly happened in it, but because there's this scene where they're, like, walking back from the tide pools, and Bella mentions that she keeps falling down. And nobody, like, helps her up or, like, even acknowledges that she's done it. So, in my head, like, you can just see, like, I still, I remember we talked about this during the episode, but I still think of it the exact same way. The guys are all, like, walking and, like, in the background, but, like, slightly out of focus. You can see Bella just, like, falling, getting back up, stumbling forward, falling again. Ugh, so good. So good. It's one of those things that, like, is really funny, but, like, Stephanie didn't put it in there to be funny, which makes it even funnier. Like, Stephanie is just like, oh, it's so cute. She's so clumsy instead of it's, like, hysterical. Yeah. Um, You know what we really need to mention about this is that really, like, nasty aspect of... I mean, and it's not just Bella's character. It's, like, every character. But this really nasty aspect of Bella's character where she is ready and willing to be grossly manipulative at all times. Yes. Like, she says... And she admits that she does a pretty bad job of it because Bella's just, like, a weirdo. But she's like, I am being very flirty with this 15-year-old Jacob Black Mm -hmm. because I want him to tell me, like, stuff about the Cullens. Yeah. Because one of the other, like, like, um, um, Quillute teenagers had said, like, oh, the Cullens Cullens don't come come here. here. And Bella's like... Hey, Jake, what's up with that? Yeah, I remember when we talked about this because we were like, she didn't even need to do that. He obviously was going to tell her anyway. She, she could have just asked. She didn't need to go so hard. No. She did it anyway. Because Stephanie just thinks this is like a normal thing that people do. It's not. And it comes up over and over and over again. People just take any opportunity to be like manipulative creeps. It makes me wonder about how Stephanie like views the world. I think Stephanie is a very shysty, manipulative self-isolating person. Yeah. And she doesn't even realize it. Probably not. That's my evaluation of how Stephanie is as a human being. Yeah, I Can agree. I say that at this point in recording our podcast, like this beach trip chapter and like the chapter before, I feel like we hit our stride. 
Yeah, I agree. Because we went through this thing with the fourth episode, and I'm pretty sure it was the fourth episode, where we had to record it. Like three or four like times. Like three or four times, because the microphone that we were using was bad, mm-hmm. or the vibes were bad. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly like the microphone quality was so bad. Yeah. That we had to record it so many times, that by the time we recorded it like the fourth and final time. We were so close to death, We guys. were so close to death. And I think after that point, we kind of hit a stride where we, like... Got we our had, shit together. We had a rhythm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We hadn't yet gotten Blue Yeti Ice, I don't think. No, we had not. We didn't get Blue Yeti Ice for a little while. I think there was actually a second microphone before Blue Yeti there Ice. There was. And it never really worked that well. No, it didn't. But I just feel like we hit... We, like, came in with a process. Uh-huh. We never discussed a process. We just kind of came in with a way of... Of doing it. Yeah. Like, after failing several several times and taking a couple weeks off, we found a way. I agree with And we that. have stuck to that way. I agree with that assessment. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, um, especially in the, in the very beginning, we kind of were trying to figure out what the show was going to be. Like, I don't know about you, Ryan, but I listen to, like, a lot of podcasts, and uh, there are some things that I think we tried – to do that were kind of like the way that other podcasts do them and they just didn't really work out. I agree. I think we kind of like hit a point at this part of our journey where we were like, you know what? This is our podcast and we're doing it this way. This is how we're going to do it. And the way that well, the way that we do it is me and Laura just kind of sit down and shoot the shit together. Yeah. Which, um, you know, it might not be entertaining to all audiences. But it sure the fuck entertains me. (laughs) And that's what matters, baby. Yeah, well, it's not like we're making money on this. We're literally just doing this because we like it. It's just a hobby. Something to do on the weekends. Yeah. It's kind of become a job, actually. Like a second job. It is kind of like a A second job job. that we do not get paid to do. (laughs) No, we don't. At all. But just wait till season two because I think we're going to try to sell out. (laughs) Ooh, okay. Big bucks. Big money. Money, 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 money. We're going to get chairs that we can sit in. Money, 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 money. (laughs) That would be our first thing. We'd have chairs. Maybe someday we'll be able to record in like an office. Oh, that'd be fun. Or a closet or something. Like a closet. Like a studio closet. Sure. Like a closet that we've made into a studio. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I don't think we're ever going to make enough money to like have an office. Like the Michael Scott Paper Company. Yeah. Yeah, that would be our operation. But, um, Okay. So then we go to chapter seven, which is called Nightmare, which Bella, I'm pretty sure, has like a nightmare about Edward, and I think Jacob is there. Jacob if I can is recall. there. It was like functionally a useless thing. It was. It did. It, it was kind of like, ooh, guess what? Jacob's a wolf. Jacob's a werewolf. I'm and having Edward's a vampire. A dream about werewolf and vampire, like, and it causes Bella to wake up in like <gasps> like a cold sweat with like her boots still on and her yeah. grimy ass bed. I remember that. She goes on um, click 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 click. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure she goes downstairs and, like, drinks milk from a carton or something. She does. Savage like She's that. She's guzzling it. And then she goes upstairs and she... She... Vampires A to Z. Literally. She literally goes on one website. And she's like, I've cracked the case. And she doesn't even go on every letter. She goes on, like... She, she clicks on C. Then she clicks on Z. Then she clicks on P. Then she clicks on F. Like, she goes... She's just jumping around. She's not doing it methodically at all. If Bella was um, doing that research for some kind of paper for, like, a class... I would have failed her. She would have like her paper would have sucked oh you know what else she does in this chapter which is like really weird what? is after she does all this research she like goes boom 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 into the stomping woods. out into the woods for some reason and she basically like gets lost in the woods for a while and she like 
meditates with herself and like all this information from vampires A to Z. And she she basically decides that even if Edward is a vampire, that she doesn't care. She's right? like, it's cool. Yeah, she's like, they might be vampires. That is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Bella Again, Bella, not normal. Pioneer in acceptance. <laughs> well, like for them, not for anyone else. Not for anyone else. Fuck them. Also at the end of that chapter, because Stephanie's chapters are very weird and like the pacing in this book is run together. so all over the place yeah it's not nice it's awful bella leaves for port angeles in this chapter yeah and you know what laura i'm gonna tell you this right now we need to drink for chapter eight port angeles and i'll tell you why yes it's do. not because the chapter i mean it was bad they're all bad but it's not because the chapter was like functionally useless or like really egregiously terrible yeah it's because within the first paragraph of that chapter stephanie oh wrote my the God. worst line in the whole book yeah you're right quote the estrogen rush was invigorating <laughs> i remember that all right yeah of all the I genuinely hated it. That was the That most is top number one, and I swear to God, I truly do mean that. That was the worst line Stephanie I'm put in this book. Pretty sure that I hated that so much that I just completely like repressed the memory. That is absolutely fair. That was so bad. Bella is like in the car with Yeah, it's right at the beginning. I remember now. Yeah, she's in the car with Jessica and um Angela. Angela. And she immediately is like, oh, shopping trip with the girls? The estrogen rush invigorating this is also when i came up with my theory that angela weber is a lesbian and she's in love with jessica and i still stand by that because you know what even in the epilogue when she's dancing with like some boy that we've never heard of before stephanie like purposely goes out of her way to like describe him as being like small and like non-threatening and i'm like yeah that's a lesbian move right there that's called a beard i love that theory i wish it was it's the best thing about this chapter because as we all know what happens in this chapter is Bella goes and, like, gets herself lost and gets followed by some skeezy freaking, like, college guys yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they're, like, so over the top about it that it turns it from, like, a real scary situation that every woman is, like, intimately familiar with being in to, like, something that doesn't actually ever happen. You know, I'm actually really glad that we uh, drank to this because now that I'm remembering it, you're right. Stephanie took something that is so, like, viscerally scary if you are a female human, like a... A female like presenting a hum- person. A female presenting person. She took it, and you're right. She she dragged it out for so long, and she made like she made them. Like, she made so it so calculated, which like, we all know that like mostly drunk twenty some year old men. They're not. They're dumb as balls. This was not a premeditated thing. They don't know Bella Swan. They just decided to creep on her and be creepy and weird, which does happen and is scary. But you know, they- I just had this thought, and I think it's it, it basically sums up the whole problem with this scene. The reason that it's so scary if you're a girl and there's guys following you isn't because they're smarter than you are. It's because they're stronger than you are. Right. Stephanie kind of disregards that. And she turns it into, like, a situation in which they are purposefully tricking her into walking a certain direction. And it just kind of, like, takes all the actual threat away. Like, the threat shouldn't be that they're smarter than Bella. The threat should be that they're stronger than Bella. You know what I'm saying here? (laughs) Yes. That's why it was just so over the top. Like, the fact that they're there in the first place following her should be all that needs to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But she wrote, like, four pages of them, like, hurting her. Yeah, they're, like... 
herding her into like this specific street so that she can't run away. Yeah, it's it's like so weird. Yeah, it wasn't good. And then out of the midst of Volvo, Edward's there. Come to find Edward like basically followed her to Port Angeles and he like takes he's her stalking her. He's, he's stalking her. But he's not actually keeping her in sight. No, weird. He's like following her via like her smell and like and other people's other people's thoughts, which is so fucking stupid. (laughs) I feel like we need a drink to that, Edward. You dummy. Like you've been alive for like a hundred years, one hundred and seventeen years, something like that, and you're telling me that like you can't even fucking follow a person. (laughs) We've said it before. We've said it again. These vampires, not a brain cell between them. No. But um, this also. Do you know what else came from this chapter? Uh, along with um, Angela Weber being a lesbian. What? We also get Bella's weird thing with Coke. Oh, yeah, the Coke. Do you guys remember how much Coke Bella Swan consumes? She drinks like three, she? She has she? like four Cokes and garlic <laughs> bread, and then she drives home with Edward at top speed. I, number one, over 100 be, miles an hour. I would be throwing up. Oh, if I wasn't throwing up, I would be like uncontrollably belching. <laughs> Every time we hit a bump in the road, <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> even okay. Listen, even if you weren't physically like vomiting yet, you'd be in agony. <laughs> like any movement would be like just agonizing. Like you know when you feel so nauseous that like you just want like the entire world to stop spinning, and you're just like any little movement like makes you feel so awful. Yeah, that's like what Bella's car ride home should have been, and like. You'd Instead, she's crying. Her body is, like, rumbling. Like, there's so much, like, carbonation <laughs> trash. Carbonation and garlic bread and, like, mushroom ravioli. Which, first of all, not to be, like, gross, but, like, mushrooms aren't exactly, like, a non-gassy food. No. <laughs> like, it all combines just to create, like, this firestorm <laughs> and, like, of terrible choices. And Bella... While she, like, immediately after this, driving at 100 miles an hour, is able to have a conversation with Edward where she's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm a vampire. They do that iconic, you know. Say it out loud. Out loud. Like, I'm a vampire. She's like, how old are you? Through this agony that this meal and is causing in her body. At, in the car. And he's driving 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And they are capable of having this conversation. And she's like, crying. And she's crying. Let's not forget that. She's, this is like the first time we see like Bella crying about something stupid that Edward says. She's crying because she's worried that now that she knows that Edward's a vampire, he's not going to want to be around her anymore. I wish she's that She's not crying true. because she's trapped in a car going 100 miles an hour with a vampire. Full coke and mushrooms. <laughs> Full coke, garlic, and mushrooms. But she's crying because she's worried that Edward's going to drop her off at home and then be like, I'd prefer never to see you again. <laughs> So dumb! So dumb. And it leads us into this um, next chapter, chapter 10, which is called Interrogations. And I don't really know why it was called that. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's because he just fucking interrogates her for like two whole chapters, right? I guess so. He just asks her. This is when he starts. She asks him a bunch of questions. Like she asks him all these questions, right? And then. He's like, now it's my turn. And he starts asking her, like, what's your favorite color? And it's brown. Remember? Yeah, she, like, yeah, that goes over the course of two days. But, like, I want you all to be aware that besides that, this whole chapter, chapter 10 interrogations, is just Bella at school. Yeah. Like, I think she has a conversation with Jess where Jess she is does. like, 
what happened with Edward at the Italian restaurant where me and Angela <laughs> ate a full meal and had to <laughs> Yeah, like, what? Um, and I think this is the first time that we find out that Edward listens in to everything that Bella says to anyone. Yeah. Whether through his super bat ears or just by reading, like, other people's minds. He, like, knows everything that Bella says at all times. This is the first time we hear that. But, yeah, Bella goes to school. She asks Edward some questions. Edward gears up for asking Bella some questions. Bella is at school. That's chapter 10, interrogation. Isn't that when she's like, can you eat? Isn't that one of the things she asks him? She's that like, is. She's like, what would happen if someone asked you to eat? And he's like, I can eat. And he, like, takes a bite of pizza. And he's like, it's just nasty. It's just gross. It's just sick nasty. But, okay. So, after that whole thing with, like, Edward eating the pizza, yeah. then the chapter ends, but the but the day continues the day on. Continues in chapter on. 11, which is called Complications, pull your lid off of that drink right here, right now. This. This is the chapter where they go to biology and poor Mr. Banner puts on, like... The movie! Like, the, like a movie about the mitochondria of the cell or whatever. Yeah. And... And they're, they're like, so horny. This is the khaki sutra's beginning. This is khaki sutra. This is when, this is the very first time. And I think, I'm going to say this. I'm going to put this on the table. I don't care who agrees or who disagrees. I think khaki sutra is one of the best memes that we came up with. I think so, too. Throughout this podcast. I think so, too. It's good. It is good. And this is where, this is, we didn't have the name Khaki Sutra yet, I don't think. We were like, we need to come up with something because this is when the horn dogness gets, like, real bad. That's the whole chapter. This is the chapter in which, at the very end, she starts having sex dreams, right? Yes. Yeah, she starts She's having like full-on sex dreams. What is it that she says? The climate. The climate. The, the climate. Climax. Climax. The climax. The climate, the climate of, my dreams. of my dreams had changed. Because she sat next to Edward in biology and the lights were off and they're like, the electricity was running between our skin cells and uh, like yeah, they just sit there in the dark in silence, knowing that each other is like a there. foot away. Yeah, and they're so horny. They're so horny. Am I wrong, or is this also when Bell when Edward starts walking Bella to gym and like not saying a word to her and just like gently stroking, stroking her face? Uh, I think you're right because I'm pretty sure it is. It all blends together, but it's probably and this happens now. twice. It's like two days of biology. Yeah. And both times they don't say a word to each other after, except I think maybe once Edward's like, that was interesting. And then he walks her to biology and like gently runs a, or yeah, to gym and gently runs a hand down her face. But that is the entirety of chapter 11 complications. I literally don't think that anything functional happens in that whole chapter. It is one of the worst. Bad. Like you could arguably say like the worst. It's another, like, high school AU fan fiction. I'm on AO3, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm deep in the Mars Attacks page, 200 pages in, and I found this, like, high school AU that's 500,000 words long, and I'm, like, settling in for a lot of bullshit. That's, like, what that chapter is. Like, we just sat in silence in the dark while our science teacher played a movie. It's one of those that could have been absolutely cut out. Um, yeah, so. she could have started having sex dreams about Edward, like, for any old reason. And, they and you know what? We didn't even need to know about them, though. They could have been horny for each other for any old reason. It didn't have to be in biology class. And we didn't need a whole chapter about it, either. No. Ew! Right. But it did um, set the scene for Khaki Sutra. So, I guess, thank you, question mark, chapter 11, complications. At this point, I want everyone to know we are now 200 pages into this book. 
And like this is what we've done so far has happened. You listen to us, bitch, week after week about this book. I hope that seeing it so condensed has made you go, "Oh my god, two hundred pages!" And this is what we've done. Because mm-hmm. it's narst. It's bad. Chapter twelve is really not that much better. Chapter twelve is called balancing. Yeah. This is the one where Bella goes home after a day of being horny in biology. Billy and Jacob are there. She, like, makes grilled cheeses. Then she goes to sleep. Then she goes back to school. Mm -hmm. Then she goes back home. And at this point, Edward, I think we finally made it to the Friday of this week. We did. And And Edward has has been like, are you set on going to Seattle? Because the weather's supposed to be really nice. And I would still like to hang out with you. But we can't be in public. And if you would still like to hang out, there's something that I could show you. So this is the chapter where she is preparing to go to the meta. And she's also preparing, by the way, to die. Yeah, because this chapter is just Just casually preparing to, like, be murdered. Yeah, because Edward has basically said to her, like, I I don't know what I will do. Yeah, it's at this point that Bella has kind of, like, realized something's got to give in her relationship with Edward. And she's not sure which way it's going to go. Either she's going to, like, be with Edward now. Or Edward's going to murder her. And she's cool either way. She goes around and tells everybody that she is not going to hang out with Edward anymore on that day. Because she doesn't want to implicate him in case her lifeless, bloodless body washes up in like a stream somewhere two weeks from now. Yeah, he knows it. She knows it. God knows it. We knew it. Bella didn't know. She says they're they're on a balancing act. Either he will kill her or their relationship will basically be solidified where they will have to be together. So that's it for chapter 12, balancing. We, at this point in the book, we're, you know, 250 pages in, let's say. Bella and Edward's relationship has gone from him thinking that she smells like absolute duke to her knowing that she is a vampire and they've planned this date. He is a vampire. He's a vampire. I'm tips. Yeah, we're, you can probably We're tell. a little tipsy. They've planned this date and they're at this point where it can go one way, it can go the other. We don't know. Bella doesn't know. Edward doesn't know. Edward has a suspicion, mm-hmm. but he don't know. And this is right before we get to the meadow. And I think we are going to stop because we have been sitting in front of this microphone for over an hour. Yep. So we are going to continue our recap next week. Pew pew. See you then. See you everybody. <laughs> <laughs>